On today's show, a lot of heartburn over the proposed food tax increase. And the question, censure over impeachment. Representative Ben McAdams is on the censure train. Tune in Monday through Thursday, 9 to 11 for Dave and Dijanovic. I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. This is Innovation and Leadership, where we interview Navy SEALs, venture capitalists, pro athletes, best-selling authors, Hollywood filmmakers, really as many different kinds of high achievers as we can get to come on the show. Today's episode is going to be from our mini-series that we created with Corporate Alliance, asking top CEOs and executives and entrepreneurs who have had very large exits, specifically about their thoughts on leadership and people. Also, I want to talk to you about one of our show's sponsors. I met these guys back on episode six. CEO Zach Smith was telling me all about starting a skateboard company and how much he hated doing the bookkeeping uh, for a skateboard shop and how he really uh, got led to start this business, Bookly, that's a hybrid combining bookkeeping software and human services. And I'll tell you why I let him become a sponsor. It's because I use their service now. I don't love paying 50 bucks an hour for bookkeepers to do stuff that I know software could do way, way cheaper, but uh, I don't love bookkeeping at all. So I want a real live human who knows what they're talking about to help me with the stuff I don't understand. Uh, Probably the straw that broke the camel's back for me, though, the thing that put me over the top was that they could do my taxes and payroll also. Um, So totally suggest checking them out. Go to their website, bookly.co, and check out their flat rates. I've been super happy with them. So now on to today's episode. Tell people about Duo. Duo. Okay. So Duo were, some people say were the Airbnb of event venues. Um, We were born out of the Noah's event venue brand and business that's been around for 10 years. They, um, They have 42 buildings across the country and looked around and this was a year ago and said, gosh, there's got to be a faster, more scalable way to grow this business. And out of those discussions, Duo was born where we said, why don't we do what we do in a Noah's, but do that in your backyard and your second home on the coast in Malibu and offer unique properties to wedding customers and businesses and special events on unique properties for their unique events. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, let's talk about this idea. You know, we were talking before the show started about both coming up private equity backgrounds. You, yeah. After a decade of private equity, tell me about this philosophy, this idea of acquisition, acquisition of relationships, acquisition of assets, acquisition of knowledge. Yeah. Um, so when I think about what I've been most interested in and investing sort of time and experience into has been this concept of acquiring And I, as was mentioned, I spent a decade acquiring businesses and looking at businesses and learning from what works and doesn't and other experiences that leaders have had in the business world. Um, I also joke around that I acquired my husband from Southern India. Um, 
not through a catalog per se. I met him on a cruise ship and there was, I've always been so fascinated with different cultures and even, you know, so I think of in my personal life, I've also been really interested in just like acquiring experience and whether it's, you know, when the market crashed in 2008 timeframe, I went and I took three months off of work and I said, we're not going to do a deal in these three months when we don't know what is up, you know? So I went and backpacked around India for three months and really just acquired in that period of time such experience and memories and relationships. I actually came back with a husband almost. Um, and so I just think on my personal side of life and also professional that I just really enjoy the abundance of experiences that are out there to be had. So, you know, there's certainly more than one way to acquire, right? Mm -hmm. There's hostile takeovers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right? Yep. So um, I, I can tell you're into efficiency, you know? Yes. Okay. So um, think about this, like acquiring a husband, mm -hmm. okay? So, um, you know, a lot of people compare acquiring clients as, uh, to romance in yeah. certain ways, right? Uh -huh. When you think about it, it's so easy for us, especially in like such a me driven society mm -hmm. and, and you know, how many followers do you have in social media or how big is your house or bank yep. account or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. There, there's all these obvious things of what's in it for me to go mm -hmm. acquire this or to acquire a new friend, right? Yeah. Um, that I'm guessing that, uh, you have a little more sophisticated approach in it being whether there's so. something in it for them. Tell yeah. me about your, tell me about your approach. Cause it wasn't just you liking him. He obviously <laughs> liked you back. Right? Yeah, he still does. Um, well, gosh, what would I say to that? Um, I think that what, what I treasure most in life, and I love this alignment with duo, is I treasure experience and I treasure relationships. And, you know, that's what we do at duo, right? We're all about putting on experiences. We put on over 80 weddings a weekend across our venues. And in my life... I love those relationships and forming the, and creating those experiences that I always, you know, joke around with my husband and my son about would you rather game. And we always talk about the tangible things of life versus experiences. And my answer is always, would you rather? It's always on the experience side of things. You know, we'll, we'll joke around about, would you rather go on a trip to France for the weekend or buy a really nice door for your kitchen. Well, my answer is of course going to be France. And, uh, and so I think for me, it's just been not the hostile takeovers, as you mentioned of, of life, but of saying I can acquire all of this and be better for it and hopefully help others along the way. Yeah. Well, you know, you and I are both in corporate Alliance, yeah. you know, this, this show, obviously leadership and people is with them. Um, Talk about, you know, you said you originally was like 2006 or something. It first? That started in private equity? No, that you first, when did you first connect with, with the oh, corporate yeah. alliance? I feel like when Jeff started, was it 2004 or five? I was part of Early those initial 2000s, meetings. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so just thinking about that community, I, I, I like conferences. I like CEO clubs. I've gone on different folks trips and stuff. Uh -huh. um, what is it that you like about the way corporate alliance does it? I, I really like that it's relationship driven and not from a, a me too way that I think every other 
networking type organization I feel like does it where it's what can I what what can I get from others just like you were talking about and I don't feel that sense in corporate alliance it feels much more genuine and much more people and experience focused than what am I getting out of this so I think I would just say it's it's the genuine feeling of of networking and community building so how does that show up at work with your staff Mm. of the like making sure they don't feel like a number or, you know, having it be the kind of place where they want to be. Um, well, on Friday we had duo and donuts, which is very on, on brand for us in terms of the community that we have in our office. There's a lot of humor, a lot of focus on not the, are you in your desk at this time and leaving at this time, but the focus on what are we accomplishing and how do we accomplish that together? So that's the culture that we're really working on building. And it's hard to not have that, that culture when what we do is put on the best day of someone's life. Yeah. Right. Every weekend, as I mentioned, we're putting on hundreds of events that have guests of 200 to 300 people in those having a great time. And that's what this business facilitates and supports. So we really work to have a similar culture at our corporate office that is happening in our buildings. So thinking about, you know, the kind of logistics and things that be involved in that, Mm -hmm. um, I'm just going to put it out there that that might be a high emotion event for certain folks. Oh, yeah. We've, we've all seen TLC. <laughs> okay, right? So, yep. you know, rumors about Bridezilla or uh-huh. Mother-in-Lawzilla or whatever you want yeah. to call it, right? Yeah. Um, when you think about, you know, especially being, you know, a deal-driven, acquisition-minded, mm-hmm. efficiency individual. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the leadership to have a potentially highly emotional catastrophe mm-hmm. go as planned, what kind of things do you feel like you've learned that that maybe you hadn't expected coming into this or that or you know that maybe aren't obvious to people who don't do it eighty times a weekend? Yeah. Uh, one thing we have here in Utah is there's a lot of events put on, right? And there's the whole religious culture where a lot of people grow up putting events on. Mm. not maybe recognizing that you know from a very young age a lot of people put on these events and it's a part of a part of their life and that's not the case necessarily um, across the country and so one thing that I've learned and um, you know appreciate is that it can be a daunting task and emotional for our customers, not because of Bridezilla and what can be sort of glorified on TV, but because they don't put events on every day. It's an important thing for them and they don't know where to start and what to do. And so for us, our focus is really on being able to say, let's put on your event for you. And this is going to be a fun experience and enjoyable versus stressful. So we have event layouts and those event layouts where they can bring, you know, the bride can come in and bring in her girlfriends and see example layouts and have wine tasting and enjoy it versus it being a stressful thing. Yeah. You know, you think about that, especially if your team is doing this so much, Yeah, you know, it's just muscle memory, right? They're Mm -hmm. they're achieving levels of mastery, getting it done. Any tips for professionals or, or people who are highly skilled at something that their client might be brand new to of, how to stay humble of like mm. connected to the individual instead of like, Hey, listen, just do it my way. Or just yeah. even those thoughts of like, 
being alive with them of the like in that moment too yeah what we yeah i think it's a really good question because we can if we're putting on our hat of of i'm in event putting on mode and i'm just gonna go through and do these things on my list and get through it you might lose some of that emotion um and and one thing that we could run into if we're not conscious of it is that really 90 percent of events are the same but the customer doesn't need to feel that way right so you might come in and you're planning your wedding and you're so excited for the layout that you want to have. It doesn't matter that we may have put on an event the day before that has the same layout to you. It's unique and it's your event and we want to support that. And so I think whether it's us being so experienced in putting on events and you in your professional life may be so experienced in, you know, insert um, what that is, is recognizing that maybe your, your customer is coming to you for a reason. Cause they're not as experienced in that and making each transaction as unique as their event is, is important. And maybe, you know, just for us, the word you use the word humble. And I think that's right. Where responding with a humble attitude, being as excited as your customer is for what they may be purchasing or putting on. Um, and I think another thing is remembering to respond to your leads and like kind. We sometimes get an email response that's 10 words and probably shouldn't respond with a 500 word essay on why we're the best place, right? Maybe let's respond and start building that relationship and in, in like kind. Sometimes we get emails that are 500 words and have a Pinterest board already built for the event that they want to put on and great. We're, we're going to respond to that and be as excited as you are to, you know, put on that event. Also, I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Skillshare. They're doing a promo for us for everybody listening to the show. It's skillshare.com slash leader where they're going to let anybody get two months of access to their 18,000 classes for just 99 cents uh, at that code skillshare.com slash leader. And I think for me, one of the reasons that I like Skillshare and, and probably like the classes that are most attractive to me are the really high credibility ones. Like you can learn email marketing from MailChimp. I mean, these are the guys that make $500 million a year sending email out for their customers they've got the data they've they're legitimate experts on the subject and as i'm getting advice i know that i should be building my list better than i am that's the kind of people that i want to get my advice from and and you can get it right there on those classes one last time uh if you want that 99 cents for the two months it's skillshare.com slash leader so this is an interesting subject to me and and specifically thinking about how it applies to other industries or businesses yeah okay of um, you know, I've, I've got a good friend. She, she, um, her clients are fortune 500 clients who are spending maybe a million bucks a year with her. Okay. Okay. Right. And, um, in the effort to grow a business and, and have something duplicatable that you can do over mm-hmm. and over for many clients, um, any advice for folks in other industries of walking this balance beam of, of connecting with them as a human, helping them feel personally taken care of. Plus balancing the needs of a business of efficiency and duplication helps growth. Yeah. Any, any advice about walking the balance beam in the middle there? 
maybe that you can have a a curtain somewhat between your relationship and experience with your customer and your execution of what you deliver that they don't the customers that we work with we're going to talk to them we're going to have great conversations and we have mapped out our sales experience what does that look like from the eyes of the customer and that doesn't mean that they need to know necessarily how we're executing on that and that certain things are very standard across events for us something that's really important for our customers is uniqueness well great we're gonna have that sales dialogue with them and appreciate the uniqueness of their event with them but um so i guess my answer in short is mapping out that sales experience not just process but sales experience that you want your customers to have what's an example like for you guys for us is recognizing the different touch points we have with customers and delivering our brand at each of those touch points. And will you guys review that in advance? Like, is this on a, is this yes. on a sheet that's, yeah, it's in it- a process. I mean, you know, we're kind of nerds when it comes to that. We've got the lucid chart going on and, uh, and build out our process flow that, may not have the DNA of the customer in it, but it rep- it shows and highlights for our sales team where in the process, how they layer in that relationship and customer nuance or uniqueness in a similar sales experience. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so the touch points being sure our process and our experience might say you email at this point or you text at this point, but how, but we talk about how do you layer in that personality into those touch points? You know, when are you incorporating an emoji in the text message because you are developing a relationship with them or whatever the example is? Yeah, that's yeah, great. Well, listen, this is, I think it's a good spot to, to end for part one of the interview. Um, if you were going to invent a sticker to kind of sum that up, like if, okay. if, if you're going to wrap that up, what what's a phrase or what's something that you think could encapsulate that as kind of a mantra or some sort of a... Well, here's my mantra that I didn't end up... I didn't know I said this all the time. And so my team kind of makes fun of me, but they've been starting to use it. And that is go with me on this. So I'll, I end up having these conversations and I'll say, okay, guys, go with me on this. And then I work on painting a picture of you know what I'm envisioning. And I... I'm just going to own up to the fact that, okay, that's my mantra and I'm just going to keep saying it and I'm going to own that phrase because go with me on this. To me, what that means is have vision, paint that picture and also be collaborative in what you're doing, which really gets back to the point at the beginning of part one, which is all about experience. Go with me on this is a community and a, um, almost like a peer-based phrase. So yeah, I think go with me on this. Love it. Okay. Let's end there. Okay. Well, that's it for the episode. One other thing I wanted to tell you about, if you remember the guys from Convoy uh, in episodes back, Ken Free and Trent Mano, I went on one of their CEO trips to New York and I met a guy named Brent Thompson, very successful entrepreneur. He was former CEO of Jive Communications, big uh, company now, I think three or four hundred million dollars. Anyways, he uh, he started a new company called BlipBillboards.com. I'm super stoked they're a sponsor now. But I remember a year and some ago when I met him, I thought it was genius. Instead of having to buy six months or a year's worth of billboard um, for thousands of dollars, you can buy eight seconds at a time for like 10 or 20 cents. You pick what billboard you want it on, 
what time of day you want it to run. And it just puts so much power in the hands of, of marketers and CEOs who want to try something and see if it works. You can buy as many or as few as you want, change it as many times as you want. Uh, I think now our podcast is being advertised on billboards in like 18 different states because we have these guys as sponsors. We're pretty excited about it. Hope you check out blipbillboards.com. Thanks. Now's the time to find your color, your paint, and everything to get started during red, white, and blue savings at the Home Depot. Transforming your room is easier than ever. With the best deals online and in-store, you can confidently select your color and the tools for your next paint project. Get a colorful new experience and the right paint for the right price. Save $10 on one gallon and $40 off three and five gallons for a limited time only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 25 gallons per household. See store for details.